Hey, it's Daddy, and welcome back to Daddy as Fuck Season 2, Episode 2, Developing as a Daddy. So today I'm going to talk about what it was like developing as a daddy. How did I become a daddy? So I've talked about discovering my inner daddy and dominance, but I'm sure there's a lot of daddies out there. Either you're just starting out, you've discovered you have the spark of daddiness inside of you, and you're not quite sure exactly what to do with it. Um, although instincts are a very powerful guide. Uh, and you're wondering, like, is there a path to developing as a daddy? And daddy's going to talk about his and ask some questions and maybe pose some topics for you to consider on your path as a daddy. And if you're a little girl, you might want to have your daddy tune into this one and see if it helps him on your journey together. Thanks for joining me on Daddy as Fuck. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for Daddy, you can email daddy underscore af at comcast.net. Thanks. Let's get on down the bunny hole. This podcast has its roots in some dark, nefarious thoughts of mine. Um, I often walk, wax philosophical about my relationships and often with myself, and sometimes I get buried in the quagmire and have to have baby girl give me a tug out, but um, this, one was, this one was pretty good, actually. It was a dark thought, and it was, hey, if this ended, how, how would you find a baby girl? Because I just recently, you know, 12 months ago when I met baby girl, <laughs> discovered that I was a daddy, and I'm a daddy at heart, and it is actually the the definition of being a daddy for me is my ideal way of being in relationships uh and and i've mentioned it before um in other podcasts other episodes that i've done about what being a daddy is like for me and the various aspects of my personality that it kicks off and how i respond to it and uh it was overwhelming for me to think of like going back out into the world and having to find a baby girl that would fill all of those holes that baby girl fills for me. I mean there's like 500 5036 boxes that we check off for each other and we keep adding boxes every day. I mean fortunately, I know baby girl's not going anywhere and I'm not either. We have a long-term view on on what we have. So I'm I'm not concerned about that, but it did leave me with the thought of like how would someone replace a relationship this intense? I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin because I now I know what I need. And that's the point of this podcast. How I developed as a daddy. And the reason I decided to do this was because well, there's other daddies out there that have been doing this a long time, or maybe they're just starting out, and perspective is always good, right? But mostly, if you're just starting out, or you're shortly underway, I, I wanted daddies to know out there that you're not alone, and I wanted baby girls to know, and little girls out there to know that, hey, your, your daddy's not alone. You know, if he's trying to make sense of his journey or he's new to his journey and he doesn't know exactly what direction to take, you know, maybe this will help you and your relationship and shape the direction. Who knows? I don't know. This is why we share. This is what humans do. We share our stories. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. So I guess the first thing I would like to talk about is um, 
I think I'm a daddy. So back when I first met Baby Girl and we were having conversations together and talking about the things that we might like to try, DDLG was something that we put on the table that we would like to try, right? You know, we were going through the kink menu (laughs) and we were like, check off this. Actually, there was. We had a checklist. Baby Girl, the first thing she brought into our relationship, (laughs) and I'm laughing about this because it has great significance. Otherwise, the first thing, one of the first things she brought into our relationship (laughs) was a checklist. (laughs) A BDSM checklist. Um, And we it's very common. Uh, You can find it on the Internet. And it basically you and your partner can go through and check off all the the kinky things that you might be interested in, you know, fisting and butt plugs and uh, leather and impact and canes and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you know, we had talked about DDLG and all of the related flavors of play, you know, connected to DDLG were of interest to us and, you know, pair that with the fact as you've heard in, in, um, recent podcasts at the end of last season, baby girl shared how, when she met me, she felt like she found what she was looking for since she was four years old. And I've subsequently shared in other podcasts, too, how I discovered the roots of my dominance back to when I was about, I think it was about four or five years old myself, when I discovered that I was um, a dominant. But, you know, I had no idea back then. I just actually figured the roots of that out this year. But I traced it all the way back to four or five years old. So, um, you know, we both knew on some level, other than how well we were connecting and resonating, that we both had an interest in DDLG, but neither of us really knew where to start. So for me, it was a spark, uh, if I say for the both of us, it was a spark of curiosity, right? So for those of you out there who've come together in, um, you know, a a kink-leaning relationship or a full-on kink relationship, and and, uh, one or both of you is interested in DDLG, there is a spark of curiosity. Like, oh, I think I I feel like I want to, like, explore being a little or I want to explore being a daddy. Um, That's the kind of spark we had. And and where, where do you start, right? So... You know, for us, it kind of started with the pet names and, you know, it was very comfortable for, you know, pet, pet names is something that I've, I've often used in my relationships. And in some ways, they kind of represent where my mind is at uh, or my perspective in the relationship, you know, and in this relationship with baby girl. Um, baby girl was something that came very naturally to me when I addressed her. I felt like she was baby girl. And I also call her my little girl. Um, and I really, really, really had taken a liking to sweetheart and recently princess. So some of these like baby girl and, and um, sweetheart started very early on in our relationship. And I remember telling her, hey, you know, when I call you sweetheart, I, I want you to know it's more than just like, Hey, sweetheart, you know, it's more than just like, hey, sweetheart, hey, honey, hey, baby. You know, it's more than just a casual pet name. When I say sweetheart, I actually picture her as a adorable little girl curling up in my arms, looking up at me and looking to me for some guidance in her life and some direction and support and love and 
caring. You know, I picture all of those things. They just flow through me whenever I either type the words out or say the word sweetheart to her. It reflects how I feel about our relationship when I say that. More so than baby girl, I'll say, honestly. But when I call her a little girl, which started probably four or five months ago, I started really leaning into little girl um, and recently princess, too, because I think that goes hand in hand for me with sweetheart. I've come to see her more of a princess, someone who I adore and want to put on a pedestal and take care of and insulate her from all the bad things in the world. So, you know, she's become my little girl, my sweet, cherished little girl princess. Um, so it's interesting. I'll digress a bit that this all path of daddy started as a curiosity, but then it began with pet names. We just started leaning into those names and see where they brought us. Because for me, language has, for both of us, for she and I, we're communication sluts, as you heard in the last episode, um, so she and I lean on language a lot and take our cues from language quite a bit. Um, it's, a, it's definitely a sapio element to our interactions. Um, but but it seems like when I look back at the root of, you know, when I, I think I'm a daddy and, you know, becoming, you know, discovering myself as a daddy, it started with the pet names. And then we kind of, the actions and choices and the way we started to treat each other around that language kind of flowed in from there. Um, I think the, the pet names can definitely endear dynamic. And for us, they did endear dynamic, especially when I told her, when I call you this, I feel all these things about you. And that allowed her to hear and feel all of those things every time I said that. And by us communicating in that way and, and, and being able to feel the dynamic behind those words, I think it endeared um, that way of looking at each other and that way of being into our relationship. It kind of functions as a trigger, you know? And I, I do notice that at times in our relationship now that, um, you know, those words don't necessarily break through the walls that are up because baby girl might be dealing with adult life or daddy might be, you know, being dragged down by his responsibilities. And I don't, I don't, I'm not really accessible or available to my little girl. You know, granted, if if she came out and she was like, I need you. And I that that cry that cry would would ring louder in my ears than my own problems. And, and the same with her. But we definitely leave space for being an adult in our relationship. And I would say our relationship is we spend a lot of time in our adult relationship because we don't live together. So we communicate back and forth as adults and and our DDLG really takes off when when we're together. Um, so for us, the language can can function as a trigger um, and that has helped us. That definitely helps us now stay connected to our daddy and little girlness when we're not together and it enhances our time when we are together. But when I trace it back, our, our daddy little girl dynamics started with the pet names. So if you're looking for a place to start, I guess the first thing to do is to declare who you are through language. 
and use that language and then share the feelings behind it. You know, like the, the last podcast we talked about deconstructing, share the feelings behind that language and see what kind of comes up. Right. And as as things come up, talk about them, share them, like figure out where they lead, follow the breadcrumbs down the little bunny trail. And I promise that spark's going to lead to a little bit of a flame. And that flame is something you can fan. So the, the, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about what that flame might represent. When that spark turns into a flickering flame, I noticed that the curiosity started to lead to a role developing. Um, A role for myself that I saw for myself in the relationship and to the relationship of being a daddy. And in the context of the um, dynamic that we were looking to explore. Now, it's really interesting because Baby Girl and I did a lot of kink activity early on in our relationship. You know, we did a lot of role play too. We never really focused on the DDLG, but always underneath it was this undercurrent of you're what I've been looking for since I was four years old. And on my side, I just adore taking care of you and I want to protect you and I want to own you and I want to keep you safe. So there was that raw element running all through our play as we explored and got to know one another sexually and from a kink perspective and through a power exchange DS perspective, what kind of DS was going to be our DS. And there was always, you know, as I talked about just um, in that first segment that, you know, there was the pet names were in play and that's that provoked a lot of conversation or promoted a lot of conversation. And, um, you know, those sparks were just, running under the current of everything that we were doing until eventually roles started to develop. And I don't know if it was chicken or the egg that we were looking for, um, looking for ways to function in our role of daddy little girl, or we started to function in those roles and then began to notice them. But either way, along the way, we started to adopt um, ways of being with one another. You know, um, we, we would, we would do a lot of cuddle time when we were together. We, she would, she would fall into my arms and she would just sigh repeatedly. And I would just hold her and reassure her and say things to her like, um, it's, so good to hold you. You feel so good in my arms. I'm so glad you're home. You're safe now. And I noticed that these things came rather instinctively to me. These were the things that I wanted to be saying. Like they just felt like the natural thing to say. The way she fell into my arms in those moments um, and the way she was behaving just made me want to care for her and just run my hand through her hair and pat her head and stroke her head and hold her close and tuck her head into my shoulder and kiss her forehead and kiss her cheek and kiss her lips and look in her eyes and just tell her how adored she was. And it was a lot of it was 
that was how she was looking at me as well. So these um, pet names that we were using combined with the curiosity that we shared and our interest in DDLG was starting to lead to this dynamic growing. And we didn't necessarily put a finger on it and say, hey, look, how oh, cool. I love it when you come over and you just collapse into my arms like a little girl. At first, it didn't strike me that way. You know, it struck me as this is how we reconnect, you know. And if you've heard some of our season one podcasts, so <laughs> it's funny because early in our relationship and for several months in, the focus was on, you know, Scening together, scening and role play, and uh, I remember I, I told Baby Girl at one point, I wanna, I wanna talk about these, um, you know, this group of feelings and these emotions that that I've been experiencing that we talked about. And she's like, I would love to talk to you about your emotions, but I think I need you to beat me first. <laughs> and that, and it was a few months later where I, you know, had said to her something along similar lines, and and she says. Well, that would that would be cool. I'd love to do that, but I just I just need to sink into your arms first. <laughs> and things completely did a 180 because our dynamic was developing, right? You know, the the DDLG roles were starting to form. The RDS was blossoming. And and a lot of it we slid into it sideways through the kink. And the kink was came first, you know, it's like, I need you to beat me. I need you to like, show me that I, that you own me, show me that I'm yours. And, and then once I'm a puddle, we can talk about all these sweet gooey things. And then shortly thereafter, a couple months later, it was, I just need to come over and like sink into my gooey puddle. And then we can do some other stuff. So the roles like really developed. And I'm going to point, I'm pointing that out because as you go on your journey and you're trying to figure out who you are as a daddy and a little girl, if you're doing things together, if you're exploring kink together, try not to put too much pressure on the DDLG. Like you may love the DD aspects of, of little, uh, little and big play. You might love the aspects of, of DDLG play, whether it's, you know, pillow fights or tent forts or diapers or, um, you know, bedtime stories or going to the park and pushing, you know, being pushed on the swing and stuffies and, you know, coloring and playing together, you playing with toys together, whatever, whatever it is. Um, making blueberry muffins in an easy bake oven. Oh, that's an awesome DDLG activity. Um, whatever the activities are that you, that you may love engaging in, um, don't put too much pressure on them. It's kind of like, um, you, you know, one is going to pull the other. And I've found from my experience anyway, that, um, exploring together with an understanding and, and that we are both interested in DDLG with a, with treating each other from that perspective and then exploring together, you will naturally find who you are as a daddy, as a little girl or a mommy and a little girl or whatever your, your, um, configuration is gender orientation wise. But I'm focusing on daddy, little girl, because that's my perspective. That's where I'm coming from. Um, I really can't talk about any of the other perspectives, but I'm by no means ruling out, you know, any other um, gender or orientation configurations for a DDLG dynamic when I talk about daddy, little girl. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, 
when you're engaging in these activities, if you're doing so from the standpoint of like, hey, we're going to do we're going to do a bedtime story because that's a good DDLG thing to do, you know, and you find that it, it comes up flat and you're like, well, that was fun. You know, it's not what you do that defines you. It's it's who you are. If you are a little girl and you are a daddy, you need to leave room for that to come out. You need to leave room for that to grow. You need to create natural opportunities for those aspects of your personality to interact with your partner's aspects of, uh, you know, complementary aspects of the DDLG personality and see how they quote unquote play together and see how they interact to figure out who you really are. And if you are doing like say coloring as a way to be a daddy and a little girl and express your daddy, little girlness and that's that's great. There's nothing saying that you can't do DDLG activities to create your DDLG relationship. But the relationship, the DDLG, how you relate as daddy, little girl, that comes from within. I guess I want to be careful and kind of backtrack a little bit and say, I'm not saying it's wrong to engage in DDLG activities to help promote and create a DDLG dynamic. I'm saying don't put too much pressure on them because that's not where it's at. Where it's at is between you and your partner. Learning how to function inside the role, feeling the response, feeling the reactions from your partner that provoke other dynamic building reactions, right? And that can happen in in any circumstance. I mean, that can happen at the grocery store. <clears throat> so someone I dated um, before I met Baby Girl told me, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before in other podcasts, that she was at a party with her uh, dom and he was like, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And, you know, and, and she, she said, hey, I'm, um, I'm going to go to the bar and get a drink. He said, OK, I'll meet you back here. And she, she turns to him with this coquettish look and she says, OK, daddy. And he stops in his tracks, turns around and looks at her. He says, oh, I liked that. And she says, oh, I did, too. You know, so boom, there's that spark. Right. And then and then what you do with it, you know, you can go immediately there and go home and say, Hey, let me tuck you into bed and read you a story. Yeah, you could. But coming from the place where you just discovered, like, oh, I'm, I feel a spark of daddy little girl going on here. What is this? If you try to put too much pressure on the activity, it's like, oh, let's go, let's go do daddy little girl things. And then all of a sudden that'll make things like that'll like bring everything to life. You've got to nourish the connection. You've got to nourish where that came from. Where did that flame? Where did that spark come from? When did it turn into a flame? Okay, and then you've got to fan that flame. Now, DDLG activities can fan the flame, but really what fans the flame is feeling that little girl response from my partner and her feeling that daddy reaction from me, which provokes more little girl response from her, which then causes me to react more like a daddy. And before you know it, you're building dynamic. And that turns into... A flow.
the last um, segment, I hope I articulated, I think I articulated that what I'm really impressing is that it's not the activity that makes the dynamic. The dynamic defines what the activity means to the two individuals involved. And when I felt the spark of DDLG come to life as a flame in our relationship, it permeated everything that we did. And it kind of became a flow, right? Um, it, our dynamic was now defined with a give and take. She relating to me as a little girl because she liked the response that I was giving her as a daddy. And for me, I felt like her relating to me that way hit that soft, chewy center of mine that made me feel all good and daddy-like. And, I, and it provoked a reaction that was very pleasing to me, you know. Um, and then when I, when I reacted that way, I saw how it just lit her up and warmed her from the inside out. You know, I kind of think in the last segment, it's the difference between like, hey, um, you want to... I, I, let's color. I think that would be a fun DDLG thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's color daddy. Okay, cool. And you color and it's like, okay, that was fun. Or, or what I'm kind of talking about is, you know, being all snuggled up on the couch and you're holding your little girl or your daddy's cradling you. And what's the matter, baby girl? Did you have a hard day today? Was it really difficult getting that presentation done? Oh, I know those frustrations, but those are, those are gone now. You're safe. You're in daddy's arms. You're in warm and you're safe and you're protected in daddy's arms. And I'd be stroking her hair, rubbing her head with my hand on her neck. And I'd say, hey, sweetheart, I have an idea. Maybe it would cheer you up if we did some coloring. Would you like that? And maybe she'd look up at me and she'd say, and she'd just nod. And she'd just open her bright little eyes and she'd nod. And I'd take her by the hand and have her put on a cute little outfit and make sure she was nice and warm and sit her down by the fire or at the table. And we'd color together. And it, it'd have nothing to do with the activity. It has to do with how the activity is experienced through the dynamic through the flow. So that's what I was trying to get at in the first, in that last segment there. It's not the dynamic that it's not the activity that makes the dynamics. It's the dynamic that defines how the activity is uh, experienced. So when you reach a place where you're starting to feel the flow, you know, like, oh my God, when you act like that, it just makes me feel, Ugh. and then she like, Ugh, in a good way. And then your partner says, I know, because when you're Ugh, in a good way, I feel like, oh my God. And I just want to like melt even more. And then back and forth, back and forth. There's the flow. There's the dynamic. And then you get to a point where you feel yourself looking forward to it. Like, okay, I, I know what I'm looking forward to now. Like, I know the feeling that I need. Like, I really fucking need to hold my little girl right now. Like, I need to know she's safe and I want her here. And it make it, I need to feel safe. I need her here in my arms. I, I need to feel her being nurtured by me. I, I really am craving that response. You know, you start to get those feelings. So it goes from like, hey, you want to come over and we can do that role play? And, you know, maybe we can like, um, I don't know, build a, uh, 
a pillow for yeah all right cool and, and then you sink into that dynamic while you're doing it right and eventually you start to feel feel that flow come around and flip the other way and when it flips around oh yeah that's where the magic happens it takes you from a place of hey i i really feel like i identify as a daddy and i'm really looking forward to experiencing the ddlg dynamics so like let's head in that direction to okay you know exactly what being a daddy is like for you and you know exactly what it feels like to have a little girl and you've been experiencing it and now it's something that you're starting to crave and now it's something that's starting to become an integral part of your relationship it flips around from being something that you've been working towards to something that you are and when that moment happens it validates every single desire that you had when you set out on the journey and it just expands it out like a giant universe that you are now free to explore with your little girl or your daddy. So I find how that manifests for us is that um, it's kind of like I said earlier, when baby girl flipped around, it was, you know, hey, I just need you to beat me before I can like loosen up enough to just like let go and just be in that emotionally gooey place. And when she flipped around, she was like, daddy, I just I just need to like be in your arms. And I need to reconnect with you and I need to feel safe before I can do anything else. Okay. And that, that was the huge flip for us. So you may experience it similarly. You may have another way that it washed over you when you went from realizing that DDLG was something you wanted to something that you have, something that you are in your relationship. And if you, I'd really be curious to hear from some folks out there. Uh, if you have an inkling to email me at daddy underscore AF at Comcast dot net, you know, um, I'd love to have some folks on to talk about their DDLG journey. There's not a, there's not enough of this out there. There's more. There's more coming out. I mean, you can actually find some nice DDLG books on Amazon now as far as like stories that you can read together about, uh, you know, um, fiction, fantasy that you can read together about realistic DDLG experiences. It's 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 really nice. And there's some some cool DDLG places on FET that you can go to uh, interact with others. That's not just necessarily a pickup scene, but places where there's questions and people who've been doing DDLG for quite some time. And you can tell by the profiles pretty much if you're a good read of profiles, um, you can tell, you know, who's, who's really in it and, and who's really like just, um, curious about it or just starting out or it's just, it, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to marginalize or it's a kink for them and not necessarily a lifestyle. I was going to say just a kink. Um, I don't want to marginalize anyone's kinks, but this, to me, this is an identity. Being a daddy is an identity. And when I'm feeling the flow, I'm feeling my identity resonate out through my relationship and bounce off my baby girl and watch her identity as a little girl be lit up by my identity as a daddy. And that is who we are. And you start to feel yourself looking forward to sinking into the feeling that's provided by the dynamic. That place we sink into together is, um, you know, we call that our bunny hole, our castle, our safe space. You know, that's our home. It's where um, the scent, the gooey center of our relationship lives. And, and it's a wonderful place. It's the place where our dynamic thrives and where everything springs forth from. So 
once you start to feel that flow and you feel your dynamic really start to take root in your relationship, it will become the center of your relationship and everything will kind of spring forth from there. In the next segment, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Living the DDLG dynamic is something that becomes an everyday, um, involuntary train of thought, uh, a way of being. So what started as a spark of curiosity became roles that developed through, you know, our declaration of, of what we were living into through the use of language. And then by playing around with those roles and just kind of letting them marinate in the background while we engaged in other activities, we started to feel a flow evolve from our interactions that became a, a, a craving and it just kind of became who we were when we flipped over from something we, you know, wanted to do to something that we were. So how does that look every day? You know, as, as I've progressed through and discovered in discovering, you know, what it's like to be a daddy, I've realized that, you know, those, the stepping stones that I've been just talking about in each segment have led me here to where I am. And this journey is not stopping here. This is, like I said, in the very first um, segment, you know, even though this podcast started with a nefarious thought about me thinking, wow, knowing what I know now, how would how different it would be to search and find somebody who identifies as a baby girl in the ways that I would connect with how I identify as a daddy that oh my god that would be so difficult and um you know what started as this like dark and you know insecure thought actually became a way to reverse engineer who I am and what I appreciate the most about what I have because what I have is long term and lasting so I'm not afraid it's going anywhere tomorrow, not by any means. But having that dark, scary thought allowed me to reverse engineer who I am and what I appreciate most about where I am today. And where I am today is I am a daddy and I'm watching my little girl blossom underneath me. And in so many ways, we're experiencing this incredible growth through freedom to accept one another for who we truly are and to treat each other. I treat her as, as who she identifies with as a little girl and she treats me as who I identify with as a daddy and we continue to build on those interactions. Um, and it, it, it kind of just has a life of its own. You know, it's as I described in the um, last segment that when, when you start feeling the flow, you're going to feel, uh, actually it was two segments ago, when you start feeling those roles develop, reactions are going to spur, you know, reactions from you, which are going to spur reactions in your partner, and that's going to grow into a flow that creates dynamic, right? So today, you know, I'm a daddy, and she's a little girl. And what I start to notice is, is that every day, I start to think like a daddy. And... 
I mean, at the same time, I'm watching the dynamic build and watching it seep into the relationship, but that's inconsequential to me. Well, I shouldn't say it's inconsequential. That's that's um that's just a part of the relationship. You know that that's just natural to watch the dynamic build and seep into the relationship. Like, so at first we wanted this dynamic and then we started to feel that dynamic. And then we started to realize that we, we were just craving the dynamic and we let it just take over. And now the dynamic just builds and grows and seeps into our relationship, but we don't give it a second thought. So that's what I meant by inconsequential. It's, it's not something we think about every day anymore. Um, it wasn't just an instant on, as I've described in the past segments. It was a process. It was a stepping stone. So, you know, if you're new and this is something you want, this is going to be a process. It's taken me a year to get to where I am today. And I can say that I wake up every day thinking like daddy. And every night before I go to sleep, I am having thoughts about my baby girl from the perspective of a daddy. I mean, we don't live together at the current moment, given our um, the, the current incarnation of our polyamorous situation. We do not cohabitate. At the same time, though, every morning and every night, I'm the first things, first and last thing I think about is my baby girl. And umpteen times during the day, I'm thinking about my little girl and wondering how she's doing. She's out there being a big, strong, powerful adult in the world, doing things with her family, doing things with her career, and I'm doing the same. And we lean on each other through the day. And we don't always interact as daddy and little girl. That's something that really we we that really takes off in person, you know. So for, so for us, we've developed a way to manage our DDLG dynamic, and that's also a part of growing into your dynamic. Is once you get to the point where you've had that flip over from something that you do to something that you are in your relationship, a daddy and a baby girl, you can start to define whether you do it intentionally or whether it happens instinctually or just through the nature of how you interact together, which is how baby girl and I do it. Um, and, and we deconstruct a lot. So something like that doesn't just happen. You don't just naturally instinctively develop in a direction. You have to have deconstruction. You have to talk a lot. You have to have a lot of conversation and put a lot of intentionality behind that uh, that um, that approach of of just letting things take their course. They they don't they don't just always go where you want them to go. Sometimes you have to have conversations to make sure you're on the same page, right? And baby girl and I, we have a lot of conversations. The last episode was about deconstruction, you know. So we we talk a lot. So because we talk a lot about what we're thinking and our and and feeling. We can just kind of let go of the reins on our dynamic and let our interactions drive us because we're always talking about what's behind those interactions and what they mean to her, what they mean to me, what they mean to us, where they're coming from our past, how they reflected in that present moment, and, and more importantly, like how, what, what, I, what do they mean for our future? What choices are available through the things that we're discussing and experiencing that could get us to that place that uh, we want to be in our relationship as it moves forward. So, you know, this these wheels, these gears are already moving in our relationship and hopefully in yours as well. So as you move through your DDLG, 
these are kind of the phases that you're going to go through. And eventually you'll reach a point where you just wake up and, you know, realize uh, I'm, I'm looking at this relationship through the lens of a daddy. And you'll know, um, you'll, without a shadow of a doubt, that your baby girl, from her reactions, is looking at the relationship through the lens of a little girl as well. And a little bit of advice is that the, the real world is the adult world. We're all adults, right? We're all consenting adults. We better be consenting adults. Um, we have to live our life. You know, we have family, we have jobs, we have responsibilities, you know, we might have to move, we might have to go to college, we might have to, you know, we got to do shit. And we're not always going to be able to be a daddy or a little girl in those moments, especially to each other. We can't always be a daddy or a little girl to each other. Sometimes we just have to be a supportive fucking adult. Sometimes we have to be a good friend. Sometimes we have to just be a good partner. And just like, you know, we can't, not everything happens through dynamic. Dynamic might always be present and dynamic is always underneath. It might be the thing that supports your whole relationship, but we can't always solve our problems. We can't always relate. We can't always, um, you know, do things, take action from a place of dynamic, you know, when, when it comes to our relationship interacting with adult life, right? We have to make adult life decisions. We have to do things together. We have to be able to interact and move through life and get along. Then there's always that dynamic. What we have in DDLG is something incredibly special, right? Because there's always that dynamic that we can sink into when we are done with the adult stuff. We can fall into our little space together and just kind of let the world melt away and find safety in our special little place and that's the ticket right there. And our dynamic, like I said, wasn't just an instant on. It came through a journey. I'm not going to say it was a process because it's a journey because it, how it happens is going to be a little bit different for everyone. But if you're new and you're thinking like, hey, um, I want to try this or I kind of feel like this might be for me or... What you're saying kind of makes sense, and I have a partner, and it kind of resonates with them. I mean, that's what happened with me. I met somebody who was curious about the same thing I was curious about, and we both knew nothing about it, and we went forth and we explored, and this is kind of how it played out, and it's why I'm sharing it, because I think it's helpful to have out there in the world a little slice of community um, that can support one another and people can hear a little bit about our journey. Um, now it's also curious. I'll talk about roles, you know, um, being a daddy every day. It's not a role. It's not a job. It's who I am. And that makes things so much easier because it just comes from a place of, it's just natural. It just comes from the bottom of my heart. Like what makes my daddiness sing is that my baby girl is a baby girl and everything I do from a place of being a daddy bounces off her from her place of being a little girl. That's what makes it sing. I mean, if you've got that in your relationship, you've got it. At that point, we're not just, we're not just functioning in role of daddy or role of baby girl. Baby girl didn't fill a role for me in my life. Our interactions and, and mutual interest created the role that she would play 
in our relationship and the role she does play for me in my life. And it's completely natural. It's not that she is being a submissive for me. She's being a little girl. And I'm giving her the space and the safety to be that little girl. And I'm nurturing her and caring for her and supporting her and watching her grow. And also supporting her as a big girl and adult out in the world. You know, that's that's the place where we live. I didn't set out looking for a baby girl. And that's the scary thing that had me start this podcast. I didn't set out looking for a baby girl, but then I realized that's exactly what I need. And it's exactly the relationship that I want. And it's exactly the relationship that I have. And the same for baby girl, which I, is why I say, um, you know, scary voices be damned. I'm not concerned about the, I'm not concerned about my current relationship. I'm just thinking, well, hey, you know, if knowing what I know and realizing like how the hell would I duplicate this, there might be folks out there, hopefully some people listening that are like, this is something I'm interested in. How do I go about it? Well, hopefully sharing a little bit of my journey in this episode will um, help you understand a little bit more about how you might go about it. And if I had to say um, any words of wisdom to kind of put a cap on it is that dynamic takes off from the foundation that we build. And then it starts to self-generate. You know, that's what the first few segments were about. You know, there's a little bit of a foundation there, mutual curiosity, a flicker of a flame, and then it becomes like a dynamic, and then that dynamic flips over, and that just becomes who you are, the dynamics in the background. And then you get to the point where once that dynamic's in the background, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that you have to, like, drive it's driving you it drives your cravings it drives your needs it drives your desires and rather than having a need or craving and desire to drive dynamic now your dynamic is actually driving your needs cravings and desires so instead of creating opportunities to experiment with ways to generate dynamic like baby girl and i did the first several months of our relationship, we find ourselves looking to create opportunities through which to enjoy our dynamic. If I have to say any one thing about this whole entire episode, it's that that's when you'll know that you have entered your DDLG dynamic. When you can go from the day where you were creating opportunities to experiment with ways to generate your dynamic... Two, finding yourself looking to create opportunities and ways to enjoy your dynamic, you have found your version of DDLG. And I wish you incredible luck on your journey. I hope that I can be a small part of it or at least share my perspective and maybe generate some ideas for you. And I'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, comments, or any ideas for Daddy, uh, you can email me at daddy underscore af at comcast.net. If you've got a story you'd like to share or an idea for a podcast that you'd like to hear me talk about, you can email me as well. But for now, I just want to say thanks for joining me on Daddy as Fuck and our little trip down the bunny hole.